Welcome to the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. This podcast is about getting clear on your purpose and what you're meant to do with your work so you can have a business that fulfills you and lights you up. I believe we all deserve more than settling for a job that doesn't excite you and that by getting clear on what you're meant to do, you'll feel more aligned and happier so that you can live as the best version of yourself. Each week, I'll be talking about topics and sharing tips and training that will help you get clear on what you're meant to do, grow your confidence to go for it, and create a plan to build this business you're dreaming of. I'll also be bringing on inspiring women to share their own journeys of how they figured out their purpose and created a business to do the work that they love doing. I'm your host, Melissa Hoffman. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. This week, I'm so excited that I am joined by Abby Helfer, who is one of my dear business besties. We did a coach training together. I just love talking to Abby and jamming on all things business and marketing and life. She is like a ray of sunshine. You are just going to love her. Her official title is business coach and mentor, and she is a visibility and confidence coach. I love how she has the tagline, your coach and hype squad, because that is exactly what she is. She is not only a phenomenal coach, but she is the cheerleader that you need in your back pocket to remind you of how awesome you are. And she is so good at that. So welcome, Abby. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for that amazing introduction. You're hyping me up right now. Just (laughs) getting excited. I have to give the love back because you do it so often for everyone else. (laughs) I'm so excited. I am honored to be here. I have been so thrilled for the launch of this podcast. You are amazing. I know these conversations are going to be so powerful and I am so honored to be a part of this. I cannot wait to talk all things pivoting today. Yay! And I'm so excited for you to share your journey. Abby and I were talking a little bit about it before we got on here and started recording. You are in for a treat. Abby, I did a little intro for you, but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and um, tell us where you live too. Where do you live? I am over in sunny California right now. We actually just moved here. Oh gosh, it's been almost two years now up near San Francisco. And I am, like Melissa said, a business coach. I work with female entrepreneurs around things like visibility and confidence. I want you to feel confident in your business, get visible and grow so that you can call in dream clients and do the work that you feel called to do. That is my jam. And yeah, hype squad. I just, I love the energy. I love just cheering people on because I, I believe in you. I believe in your dreams. So I'm excited to watch people and business owners just thrive. That's so important to have someone like a coach that believes in you. Cause so often we don't believe in ourselves. Yes. So we need yes. someone to do that for us until we can. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I want you to tell us about your pivoting journey and you've had quite a few pivots in your life. So share with us where you started and how you got on this journey and became a coach and where you are now. Yeah, we were talking about this right before you hit record and I was laughing because I said, this is the perfect podcast for me to be on because my journey is just full pivot. Yes. (laughs) So many pivots. And I look back on that and I say, oh my gosh, yes. Thank thank goodness for all these pivots. And they go way back. So I'll give you kind of the overview of my journey here to business coaching that really did start back in, in college. I have my degree in 
biology, which is real far from coaching, right? Those are not <laughs> so far. Those are so different. I was in the lab pipetting with my goggles on. I was, I was the science nerd biology. My plan was to go to veterinary school. I wanted to go to veterinary school part because I wanted to, I, I love animals. I have, if you follow my Instagram, I got a crazy greyhounds. Like I love animals. But a lot of that choice was also just pressure. You know, I was a good student. I got A pluses. I did well. And everyone said, go to college, get a prestigious air quote mm -hmm. degree. So I thought, okay, well, this is what I have to do. So I got my degree in biology and watched all of my classmates go off to medical school and veterinary school and all the things. And I sat there and thought, I don't know if I want to do this. And that was my first real moment with pivoting thinking, wow, I don't know, something doesn't feel right. Something yeah. doesn't feel right. And I remember the day it's so implanted in my brain when I crumpled up because everything was paper back in the day, mm -hmm. crumpled up my application to vet school and threw it away. And I said, I might be crazy, but I've got to do something different. I've got to listen to this feeling in my gut. And thank goodness I did because I'm yes. on a completely different track now. <laughs> yeah. And now we get to experience your magic. So yes. thank goodness. <laughs> I'm glad. And not that I wouldn't have liked that, but it just wasn't right for me. It wasn't my calling. So that was the first, I guess, opportunity I had with pivoting. And then I reconnected with my husband. We've gone to school together forever and he was in the Navy. So marrying him and I met it like married into the Navy lifestyle, which if you know, is very uh, busy and you move a lot. And we started moving every three years. And so wow. our first duty station was California. Then we headed over to Japan. Then we headed over to Italy. So we were living abroad, lots of change, amazing opportunities living abroad. But I had this, what I call my, my like 20s life identity crisis because as much as I loved the community and traveling, I didn't have an established career at this point because we were moving mm -hmm. all the time. How could I, you? <laughs> yes. And I just remember thinking, who am I? because I had learned to tie my self-identity up with this career. I'm not a vet, so what do I do? And I had all these different jobs. I was trying to figure it out. That was my moment to really just pause and say, I need to figure out who I am without a career title. Who mm -hmm. am I at my core? And that's what unlocked this journey of coaching mm, for me. So good. That's kind I of the love that. Of yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so good. How did you get interested in coaching once you got clear and you got that unlocked? Yeah, absolutely. So when we were moving and traveling, I had a variety of jobs. I nannied, I managed veterinary clinics. I managed a chiropractic clinic, all of these different jobs. Then when we got to Italy, I was faced with the um, realization there were no jobs. There were no jobs open at, on our location. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have a job. What do I, what do I do? What do I do? And I had this, this panic, like, who am I without a job? Yeah. And then I really thought, well, what do I want to do? What do I enjoy doing? And at that time I had stepped into doing some beach body coaching. A lot of people are familiar with beach body coaching mm -hmm. because I was just obsessed with working out and I liked helping people. I smashed those two things together. So I started doing fitness coaching, which was great. It's not what I do anymore, but I'm so thankful I did that 
because that unlocked this fire inside me to help people grow and to help support people, specifically women. As I did that, I started to realize I was drawn toward the other Beachbody coaches and getting into their businesses and saying, oh, wait, you can do this this way. And, oh, you don't like that? Let's change it. And I was in it with the business coaches in that community. It was just the spark of realization. I'm like, I like business coaching. What am I doing? This is what I want to do. (laughs) It all unfolded after that. So for me, it was clarity, just being in it, just being in it and saying, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And just getting curious with that. I love that you said that. First of all, that you tried different things to see what you liked and that part of your clarity came from what do I enjoy doing and letting that curiosity lead you from one thing to the next until you discover it's business coaching. I love to talk about business and I love to help women make an impact with their business. Absolutely. So much of our journey is our own experience. Mm-hmm. I looked back on the traveling adventures that I was having and all of these mindset unlocks of, oh my gosh, the world is so big and I'm so limitless and things can look different. I had all of these big aha moments and it was that that passion for sharing that and saying, yeah. Wait, I can turn around and share that with someone who's a few years behind. Like there's a person yeah. like me who felt like that. <laughs> Let me go help them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we start a lot of our businesses or what we do. It's, well, I went through this and that person that was me at the beginning. That's how I started even on this journey of talking about getting clarity and pivoting and finding your purpose because that was my story and what I went through. I also started my journey with an MLM too. (laughs) I started working with Arbonne and next started me thinking about skincare and beauty and oh, I could have a business, but then, you know, I didn't want to continue with the MLM. But a lot of times that's kind of the starting point, I think for people on their entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that we connected on that because mm-hmm. I remember at the time thinking, because I, I was doing it different and I was more interested in helping the other coaches that I cared very little about growing my business because I was more obsessed with helping other people. And I remember thinking, I'm I'm failing because my business isn't, you know, what I'm helping other people do. And I remember having these thoughts of like, maybe I, I just suck at this. And then it was that realization, no, this is just a stepping stone into the more that this yeah. isn't, this is part of the process. And I look back on those days and go, oh, thank goodness I did that. Thank goodness, yeah. because it unlocked something for me. So it's kind of that reminder too, that no matter what season you're in, in this and whatever you're doing, that there is purpose with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we just don't know <laughs> until we're a few years out and we look back and go, okay, yeah. that's why that was there. (laughs) Yeah. There's always lessons to be learned. (laughs) That brings me into my next question, which is perfect. What were some of these key lessons that you learned on this long multi-pivoted entrepreneurial journey? Yes. Ooh. Okay. I love this question because you do learn a lot. And it was, for me, it was learning how to trust myself. Mm -hmm. That was a huge lesson. I learned how to trust my intuition and know when something wasn't right for me and know when it was right to walk away. Because I think I was taught my entire life to dig your heels in and stay the course. Like that was a value I was taught through school, through my family. You committed to do this thing, Mm -hmm. you do this thing. And it was that realization of no, no, who told us that? That's not the way it has to be. You always have autonomy. You always have the opportunity to change things up. So it was learning to trust myself again and say, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, when something's not right for you, you know, when this is challenging, good challenging, and you know what this is challenging unaligned, challenging. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest lesson is just 
get intimate with yourself. So, you yeah. know, what's right and what's not right. And then trust the process. You trust yourself yes. and then you got to trust the process. <laughs> My favorite analogy, and it's, I use it for business, but it's for everything. It's a pot of water and we want to boil the water, right? That's the goal is we want to boil this pot of water. And what we have control over is getting the pot out, putting the water in and turning up the heat. That's what we have control over. We have no control over when that water is actually going to boil. We just have to trust that we can turn up the heat and that it's happening and then just stop, step away from it. Stop messing with it. Yeah. <laughs> trust the process. Turn up the heat in your life, in your business, whatever you're doing, but then trust it's going to boil. We just don't know when it's going to boil. And sometimes in life we're like, why isn't it working? And it's actually heating up. We just don't see it yet. So yeah. That's another lesson. Such um, a good analogy. I haven't heard that one before. And it's so good. It's so true. You don't know. You could have like a really janky stove that takes forever to, just <laughs> for don't it know. to heat up. <laughs> Sometimes we do. Yes. yes. It can take a really long time, but it's going to happen. Yes. I love that. Trusting we yourself know. and trusting the process is so important. Yeah. You don't stand over your stove or boiling water and go, I wonder if it's going to boil. Yeah. No, you're just like, come on, come on. I need the water hot. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. you don't wonder if it's going to happen. So start trusting that it's actually happening and that you just need to make sure that the heat's up. Just check the heat. Is the heat yeah. up? Am I doing the things that I need to do? And then trust the process. And then along that same note, enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of cooking. If we're using yes. an analogy, <laughs> enjoy the process. And I have one more lesson I would throw in there and it would be separate yourself from your business. Mm -hmm. if, if I could look back, I wish I could tell my baby version of me that separate yeah. yourself. Your self-worth is not defined by your career, by a title, by your business, by how well your business is doing, by how not well, if it's something, if you're looking at metrics, that is separate from you. You are worthy today for just being here. So keep it separate. <laughs> yeah, that is a really important lesson because we get so caught up on our identity with our business and this yes. is who we are. And if our business isn't doing well, then we're not worthy of having success or people don't value us. And so keeping it separate, your business is one thing and you are the the woman it's not who you are yes. <laughs> it's just what you do <laughs> yeah it's so important especially with coaches because yeah. we love our work we, we are so passionate about our work we love it and yeah. we're really invested in it but it's just that reminder that it is separate your business results and metrics are not you that's your business so yeah remind yourself keep reminding yourself you are worthy and amazing and all of those pieces during this lifelong journey of entrepreneurship. We all need it at every stage. I still have we to do. remind myself of that all the time. We do. I know. So many of these conversations I've been having with women is like, it doesn't matter how much success you get and how you grow. You're still going to have those moments of doubt and imposter syndrome. Yes. It never goes away. <laughs> yes, it doesn't. Can we all just admit that at every yeah. level? I think everyone, if we all just go, hey, this is normal. We can all collectively just take a deep breath and go, okay. This is yeah. normal. It's okay. We're always going to feel this and just get curious about what your own, what your own stories are. Mm -hmm. I know I'm one to want to tie my identity into what I'm doing. So I have to be, hold up, Abby, hold up. That's your business. This is you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Give yourself some <laughs> breathing room. Yes. <laughs> I love in your work and in your messaging, you talk a lot about being messy and not trying to be too perfect. You even have a podcast that's all about that. 
somehow you yes. can take the imperfectness, the messiness and just make magic out of it. Do you want to share a little bit more about that or how we can take what feels really messy and turn it into either our magic or feel better about it? Absolutely. Yeah. Podcast, the, the magic and the mess, because they go together. You can't have the magic without the mess. And I think mm -hmm. what happens is social media, like I love social media. I'm a visibility coach. I love it, but it's also a highlight reel. A lot of times we just see the magic and we see all the magic and we just assume everyone has these perfect lives with these perfect businesses and these perfect launches. And we don't see the messy pieces behind that, the messy pieces behind the successes and the failures. Mm -hmm. But it's just a reminder that everyone has messiness and yeah. it's kind of like the good, good and the bad. You don't have the good without the bad. It's just, yeah. it's the yin and yang of life. So letting the mess be there, showing up in the mess, whatever that looks like for you, whatever sort of vulnerability looks good for you, feels good for you, embracing some of that. And just remembering that your dream clients, they don't want perfect. All they yeah. want is for you to show up. And that's why this is such an important value for me in my coaching, because my clients have powerful work. All of my clients, they have beautiful, powerful missions and they help people. And sometimes they keep themselves from helping because they want to wait until it's perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm like, your dream client is just sitting at her computer right now, wanting to see you. Yeah. And she doesn't want to see you perfect. No. She just wants to know that you can help her. Yeah. And she's going to like you better yeah. if you're not perfect. Because I don't if you're like too perfect, she's going to be like, you are up here on this pedestal. Yes. I can't relate to you. You're not going to be able to relate to me. I'm too embarrassed to show up. Like, exactly. oh, you're a real human. You make mistakes. Okay. I feel like I can trust you. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Leadership. Because people say, you know, you're the leader of your business. You're leading in whatever platform. It's not about perfect. It's so much the opposite. It's about authenticity and yeah. humanness and vulnerability. And I think that, especially in this industry, that when we open up that door to just being ourselves and letting the mess come through, we yeah. get to help more. And that's what we're yeah. here to do. So yeah. yeah, mess and magic. It's and yes. it's together. It's not yes. mess or magic. It's mess yes. and. <laughs> It goes together. Going back to your story and your pivots, each time you were going to pivot, was there some resistance coming up for you? What did that look like and how did you overcome it? Oh yeah. Major resistance. Again, another normal thing. Even yeah. now to this day, pivoting still makes me go, ah, I have to, I have to ground myself because the first thought is, oh, I'm failing. Yeah. If I pivoted, I failed at something. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've had to realize that pivoting is neutral. It is not a bad thing. It gets a really bad rap, right? Yeah, it does. Feels you're flaky. Like you're flaky. Yeah. yeah. When did that become not a compliment? What's the opposite? Like a dig on someone. Yeah. Like we just yeah. say you're flaky. Yeah. I think pivoting is, is an act of courage. Mm -hmm. I think pivoting is a sign that you're brave. I think people yeah. that pivot intentionally pivot are some mm -hmm. of the most brave and interesting people in the world, because mm -hmm. I look at them and say, you're a badass because you decided to not stay in a situation that was not for you. Mm -hmm. You decided to stand up for yourself and say, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. The coolest. That yeah. is the best. You are courageous and brave if you are able to pivot for yourself. So yeah. first thing is the resistance was, oh, I'm failing. But then yeah. I have to talk back to myself and say, who, who told me that pivoting was bad? Where did I learn this? Because mm -hmm. it's not, I'm just advocating for myself. Yes. <laughs> this, this is a good thing. Yeah. Especially if you, and I say with pivoting, just get curious about where it's coming from. Just making sure it's coming from a place of, I, I want to do something different. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for that. And for me, it was also realizing that the sunk cost fallacy where we get right. stuck in, I already added, I already did this thing for so long. Like mm-hmm. my biology degree, I spent all this money, yes. all this time and all these hours in these labs. And I did all these internships. I have to stay. It's no, that's yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> cost fallacy. No, that is separate. This is today moving forward mm-hmm. and step out of situations that we invested time, money, and energy in if they're not working for us. Like you have now for the rest of your life, the rest of your life, you don't have to keep going. You don't yeah. have to, if it's not for you. <laughs> and it's going to cost you way more like yes. being unhappy. <laughs> yes. What is that going to cost you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think about everything was just an investment into who I am now and how I got here. Yeah. The, you know, degrees that I don't use and even all of the money that I put into becoming a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. I don't regret any of that because yep. that was part of my journey and led me to where I am now. And I had to experience all of that to be able to help women in this capacity. So it's yes. such an important part. Yeah. I think that that, I love that you said that it's an investment. My husband and I, this just makes me have a story. We have, I didn't add in my little story here. Oh, yeah. that my Tell husband and I have you guys are real, investors. <laughs> yeah, so we have a real estate company that we've um, built together and we laugh because sometimes we go after a deal that just doesn't work. It's, it's a fail. But in order to do that, sometimes you have to spend the money to like do the inspection. Yeah. And we'll spend a good chunk of change to do the inspection. And it costs money. You have to write this big check and be okay. And then you say, I don't want it. Shoot. We just spent, you know, these thousands of dollars, but we always laugh and we say, Oh, okay. That was just an investment. It's like, we took a class. It was okay. We paid the money to learn something. We paid this money to not have this situation we wouldn't want. And Mm -hmm. we always just giggle about it. It's like, we, we took a college course on, we don't want this this property. Exactly. (laughs) It's part of it. It is an investment because we learn, we always learn something from everything, every Mm -hmm. experience. So yeah, even if it's not exactly like my bio degree, something that I'm doing, I learned so much from that. I did invest that money was well spent. Yeah. Especially when you think about bad investments or things that you spent money on and you're like, why did I spend money on that? But really there's always a lesson to be learned in everything that we do and everything that we invest in. Like you said, you learn, we don't want this house or you had to spend all this time and money to learn. I really don't want to be a veterinarian. I don't want to be a doctor. And so, yeah, (laughs) I took a course and it's, it's kind of the same plane. I took a course that was a business building course and It was so bad. And I remember being so upset about the money I invested in that, but I realized, oh my goodness, that money did not get me the result I wanted, but it did teach me how I never want to do things. It helped me (laughs) really good at leading group programs. Yes, Not the intended ROI, but definitely an ROI. (laughs) Yeah. It was a lesson in what not to do. It still got you a good result because you're like, oh, I'm going to be a better coach, a better leader because of this. (laughs) terrible experience. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's, it's sometimes we can pull, sometimes we can't pull. So it's again, that's on cost just because you put time and energy into something doesn't mean that you have to stick with it. If it doesn't feel aligned, if your gut is just, this is not for me, that's a moment to pause and a pivot might be in order and it's okay. It's It's okay. okay. Yeah. I like to say it's safe to pivot too. You can make the change. It's safe to do it. You're going to figure it out. And no one is going to tell you, Abby, you spent all this money on your biology degree. You have to move forward with this. What about all this lost money? It's okay. <laughs> yes. And those people wouldn't, if, if there was someone saying that they're right. not going to be my friend, they yeah. wouldn't be my real friend because yeah. they would know that I would be miserable and unhappy. So mm-hmm. the people that are in your closest circle will be excited for your pivot. 
Yes. If they're not, they might not be the people you want in your closest circle. Exactly. You might want to think about hanging out with other people. Yes, people <laughs> who support you advocating for yourself and doing the things that are right for you. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about what you wish you could have told baby Abby, but mm, thinking about <laughs> your journey, what is one or two key things that you would tell her now that you've learned to help her in this journey? Yes. Oh man, I have, I have a her. whole list I would give her. But if I were yeah. to pick out a couple of things, I would say, you don't have to know how this is all connected. Everything will make sense someday. Yeah. And it's not your business right now to know how it all plays out long-term. Your business right now is to focus on the year or two ahead of you and staying in alignment. It's yeah. all going to work out. Things will be clear in hindsight because I think we go through seasons of our life where we don't know how it makes sense in the big picture, but yeah. we have to do that thing or take that job. And as long as you're staying aligned to the, the basic direction you want to go to in your life, you're okay. Yeah. And so it's just that reminder of you don't have to know exactly how everything works out because I like to, I like to, yeah. to know the details. So yeah, it's okay. It's okay. That's not your business. Your business is just yes. what's in front of you right now. Yeah. And all of these problems that feel so big in the moment will be so tiny in that yes. rear view mirror, in that oh rear gosh, view yes. mirror, right? Yeah. The problems that I'm having this week in my business, they feel so big because they're right in front yeah. of me. They're so big, but six months, will I even remember these? No, just remember in hindsight, all of the things that feel hairy, scary right now will feel very, very small. Control what you can control in the moment and enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Don't miss out on life especially yeah. to my entrepreneurs this is for baby Abby, but this is also mm -hmm. for all the entrepreneurs you're doing this because you want to create this dream life. Don't miss out on life in that process. Make sure that you're still enjoying life along the way, because I think that's, that's the magic there. Yeah. Build it as you're enjoying your life and enjoy these moments. Life is short. Don't wait for this level of success to have fun, spend time with your family, take days off, eat some of that candy now. Yes. <laughs> I think that's an Ed Milet thing. He has a pinata and he said, you're hitting oh, the piano. Okay pinata and one day it'll all break open and all the candy yeah. falls out. Yeah. He said, Sometimes a piece falls out early. He's like, eat it, eat the candy, <laughs> like go hard, enjoy yeah. it. You know, stay focused, but enjoy the process. This yes. is part of the fun. It's part mm -hmm. of the magic is even if it, the things that feel tough and you're scared to do, just enjoy it. Cause it's going to make you feel so much better about who you're becoming. And when you look back on your journey, you feel proud of yourself. Oh my gosh, I did that. I overcame that or mm -hmm. I worked through that. And I can't believe I did that. So yeah, such absolutely. an important lesson. I think that those would be the lessons I would give baby Abby, but maybe the final reminder to myself in the past would be just give yourself grace. Yes. You're an entrepreneur. You have heaps of pressure. I mean, we, we have a lot of pressure as entrepreneurs. We have a lot mm -hmm. of stress, good stress, bad stress, but remember to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Like give yourself grace. You've got this. You can handle it. <laughs> yeah. So you can handle anything, especially yes. if you have your own hype squad or you're a coach, you know, yes. it's, yeah. it's, it's a whole different level when you do have people in your corner build that, yeah. build that team. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Last question today for women out there who are thinking about a pivot, or maybe they're in the process. Your work is about visibility and confidence. What are some things that they can do to feel more confident about being visible? Because part of being an entrepreneur is putting yourself out there and being visible and being vulnerable. So do you have any advice for them? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this. So I think confidence is, is such a foundational part of visibility. So giving yourself the hype 
that you deserve and giving yourself the time to say, I am the go-to person for this thing. Write yourself a love letter, write yourself a I'm proud of list. Call your best friend. Hey, can you just tell me some things that you see in me? Talk to your best besties. Hype yourself up a bit. Cause I think we're going to go stand on social media as the expert of what we do. Mm-hmm. Make sure you feel that in your bones. Give yourself the opportunity to get intimate with what you want to be known for and hype yourself up around that piece. Yeah. And sometimes we need some extra love in this part. This is honestly the foundational piece. So if you're feeling, oh, I don't believe that's true. I need some love around this. That's when you lean into support, mm-hmm. get some help around making sure that you're feeling that you're embodying that because you are, you're amazing. All of you yeah. listening, you're amazing at what you do. And then visibility, keep it simple, keep it simple. It's not about perfection. It's not about the perfect photos. It's not about being this Instagram model. Be you, be perfect and just be out in the party. I think social media is like one big networking fun party. And it's not about being in the shiniest dress at the party. It's just about being out there and talking with people. Go connect, be visible, go say hi and just keep it super simple. Yeah. That's what I like to say. It's not about perfection. No one wants perfection. It's 2021. We're over. We're over the perfect. We are. (laughs) Just be you. Make people laugh. Be your silly self. Do what you would do if you were hanging out with them in person. Thank you. Oh, such good advice. That just takes some of the pressure off to anybody that is maybe new to an entre- being an entrepreneur, new to putting themselves out there on social media. It's okay. Just be you and keep it simple. Such great advice. Keep it simple so that you keep showing up because visibility yeah. is something that's a muscle we've got to flex. And mm-hmm. it's true. People trust and engage with people that they see often. Yeah. So you want to maintain visibility consistently. And to do that, we got to keep it simple. Cause if we're spending hours making beautiful posts and Canva graphics, but we're never yeah. posting, but that's not yeah. help. just make the silly stories, make <laughs> the post and keep it simple just yeah. so that you can flex that muscle and, and be visible more often. Yeah. So speaking of social media, tell us where we can find you online website, all the things, where are you? Come hang out with me on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out. I love being on there. I'm also very, I'm very extroverted as you probably can tell. So please come talk to me. <laughs> I love my DMs. So I love having conversations with entrepreneurs. So come over on Instagram at abbylynn underscore coach. Follow, send me a DM if something's resonating with you. If you have questions, I'm chatty. I want to get to know you. <laughs> I love that because so many people don't want to talk to their followers in the DMs. Yeah, I love that. Everybody. Yeah, this is an open invitation. Reach out to Abby. <laughs> She's amazing and you will love chatting with her in the DMs. And even though I'm her friend, I have her her phone number. I still DM her and we still have conversations there. So (laughs) you're officially on my text list though. That's a whole nother level. I mean, we're... (laughs) Love it. Yeah. And I will also put her uh, Instagram handle in the show notes. If you didn't catch that, don't worry. It's going to be in the show notes. Um, Abby, tell us how we can work with you. What do you have going on? How can people experience your magic? Yeah, so excited. So it's going to be 2022 soon. How did that happen? So how you can work with me stepping into the new year. I do one-on-one coaching, business coaching, traditional style. I also have a Voxer only support option as well. If you are feeling that you could use some hype and coaching in your Voxer, I've gotcha. And then I'm always running mini mind, mastermind spaces. If you are craving group support, because I love holding group space. So that'll be coming in the new year too, but send me a message and we can talk about what feels best for you. So amazing. People that jump on any of these are just going to love working with you. You're just such an amazing coach and space holder and strategist and hype squad. That was the word I was Mm. looking for. We've been talking about. So 
right back at you, right back at you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Abby. I appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with everyone and just such a treat to get to talk to you today and for everyone to experience you. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was such an honor. I'm so glad to be here. Yay. Okay, everyone. Well, thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to connect here with you each week to inspire you and share stories of women who have pivoted into their purpose so you can do the same. If this episode gave you value, inspired you to take action on creating your own purpose-aligned business, or has you feeling more confident than ever about starting your dream business, can you do me a quick favor and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode and also leave a review about what this podcast has meant to you? It helps other women to find the show who are wanting to leave their unfulfilling corporate jobs to discover their purpose. My mission is to help more women do work that fulfills them and brings them joy. Thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. It means so much to me to be able to connect here and serve you. Have a great week and I'll see you here next week.